Welcome to the History of the Batman with London, brought to you by Meltdown Comics and Collectibles in Hollywood, California. This is where we relive the defining moments of one of the most iconic figures of art and literature, the Batman. My name is Mason Booker, and as always, I'm joined by London from the shadows. Maybe he'll say something, maybe he won't, we never know. We are joined by Shadow Adam. History of the Batman is produced and engineered by me, Mason Booker, and now, London, what's happening? Hey, I'm doing pretty rad this week, these past few weeks. I'm sorry, first of all, for the little hiatus a little, that we've had. A little unscheduled break. I know. I'm so sorry, you guys. Nobody I, knew. I know. It just kind of came out of nowhere. And I know some of you guys have been asking. I got some messages. And I know I did, too. I got a little text. You know it's and bad so when they're when they're messaging me and not you. <laughs> so we're back though. We are gonna try to be as regular What's as possible. Regular as possible. Um, and yes. So how have you been, Mason? Rough times. <laughs> Rough times this past week. Uh, I mean highs and lows. Uh, but I, as some of the listeners pointed out, I did have a birthday. And thank you for the the birthday wishes. <laughs> um, but I am hitting my midlife crisis. Oh, and I'm no. just like, man, what is going on in the world right now? Um, but in general, things are okay. Yeah. I don't know. We're we're trying to just trying to figure it out. You know, life in LA is rough, London. Uh, it's well, challenging. Yeah, it can be as- for sure. If you're an aspiring artist or writer, <laughs> it can be a real rough deal yeah. when no one no one gives you any chances. I mean, I guess being born and raised here, I've seen LA in all yeah. different types of yeah. forms. So I can, I can you're understand. Under, you're with that. it. <laughs> yeah, we're we're probably a little Shadow Adam. Hi, wanna, Shadow Adam. We're probably a little more jaded about the whole. Yeah, we are. Well, no, it's, we understand what you're saying. It's just right. we've lived here all our lives. Yeah. So. So you're not you're not struggling <laughs> struggling for hey, the dream. Well, no, no I mean it's. I I mean, I think everyone has their own struggle, and everyone has their own I mean, hustle, the, no matter true. where you're from. This is true. So, I mean, you have certainly uh, struggled with History of the Batman. Right. And now, yes, and that is my own special hustle. You are, that I am perfectly right. fine with it. Mm. And I you are am. rocking it. You are, you are <laughs> rising to the cream of the crop, right? You are on top. We just had... The DC Verified fan video. Yeah, and I want to talk about that just a little bit. If you if you don't know what it's about or anything, um, I was so grateful. uh, DC reached out to me, and they had actually been following History of the Batman for a while on Instagram. So if you're not following on Instagram.com/slash History of the Batman, you should. And once I started doing vlogs, which on my own YouTube channel I will try to do more videos soon. They saw a great opportunity for me to go on their DC Fans channel. So if you type in DC Fans into YouTube, it'll pop right up. It is DC Comics exclusive channel where fans like myself uh, do videos for them exclusively. It's not on their own YouTube channels about either comic book reviews, unboxings, cosplay, anything that represents you as a fan of DC Comics. And they approached me to do History of series. So my first video that came out this uh, last Monday, I believe, is a history of Barbara Gordon because yeah. this year, 2017, marks the 50th anniversary. So good. So I discuss from her 
first humble, appearance and humble appearance, <laughs> humble beginning <laughs> in uh, Detective Comics 359, all the way to today with the DC Rebirth and Hope Larson, Julie Charlotte Vincent, and everything in between, talking about why she is an awesome representation of girl power and her time as Batgirl and Oracle and how an amazing character she is. And I am a huge fan. So it was great that that was my first video. And I want to thank everyone some, who watched it. Some awesome it. editing. Yeah. If, I, if, I can, if I can say that that, that bad transition. <laughs> so I um so I want to thank everyone who has watched it already. And if you haven't, it is linked in my in all of my bios, whether you follow on Instagram or Facebook or if, on Twitter, any place. And you can go on the DC fans channel. And I will actually be doing more videos for DC fans. So I'm very excited. And yes, that is definitely. Uh, a great uh, thing for me to be doing with DC, and I appreciate them reaching out because, yeah, it's, it's, I'm slowly getting to the dream, Mason. I'm slowly it's, you're on the there. way, man. <laughs> but I quickly, uh, speaking of people who asked about the podcast, I wanted to shout out, um, uh, let's see, Mario Arquilla? Ar Archila? Archila? I'm sorry if we're butchering your it. name, Mario, but I know uh, you yeah. DM'd me and asked if you missed the podcast or any episodes, and you didn't miss any episodes because there weren't any. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> but I want to thank you for being such a loyal listener that you were like, hey, where are the episodes? And I appreciate people like you who listen every week. It's, I really do appreciate it. And I also wanted to shout out our winner. If you remember many months ago that uh, we reviewed the Warner Brothers Studio Tour and we had a contest where we gave away a pair of passes to go to the tour and the winner actually gave me, we met them today, and they gave me a very nice belated birthday super, present. Super nice. I mean, and I was not expecting it, and they are so gracious. And first of all, the bag is awesome. I know you can't see it, but I will be posting I pictures. I mean, describe it, London. What's on the bag? I mean, it's awesome. It's a, it's a Justice League bag, but it has Batman and Superman and The Flash all over, all around. And on the sides, there's Green Lantern. And it's it's amazing and it's Jim colorful. Lee art, right? Yes, it is yeah. Jim Lee art, which is not surprising. No. <laughs> but inside of the bag, I have this amazing Batman the Animated Series Batman figure. That is a really nice Which is figure. a DC collectible figure, so I'm sure many of you know what that looks like. I received um like, two like everyone does. Everyone, right? And I received two uh kid robot keychains, one Batman and one Joker, and they are adorable and I'm going to put them on my keys. And which I am very excited about and I'm gonna download. I received an uh audiobook that is uh The Caped Crusade, Batman and the Rise of Nerd Culture by Glenn Weldon, which I had been wanting to read. But now you can listen to and it. And now I can listen to it and their note says happy belated birthday. Thank you for the tickets. Hope you enjoy the book. So I wanted to thank uh uh, I want to say Christopher. I want, I want to pronounce his name. His last I'm name. I'm betting right. it's. I'm betting it's Bechtel. 
Bechtel, right? Oh, I don't. I hate. Bet. I hate butchering names, so I'm very cautious as saying names. But I believe it's Bechtel, so it's Chris Bechtel. So at Chris Bechtel, I want to say thank you so much, and I will be posting pictures and tagging you and everything on Instagram and Twitter because I'm very appreciative of that, and I hope you guys enjoy the tour or have enjoyed the tour. It's a great tour, and if you haven't gone, you should definitely check it out. Check it out. It's yeah. worth. It's worth it. Yeah, worth and if it. you. Uh, if you enjoy La La Land, the uh, sets are still up on the uh, back lot right oh, now. Oh, no way. Yeah. Ah, yeah so, so good. Yeah. So, yeah. So, even though they didn't win Best Picture. Great movie. It's still, uh, it's still a good movie. Not we just saw it recently. A, not deserving of 14 Oscars. <laughs> oh. hey. But it is good. And I am a fan of musicals. So, it is definitely an ode to the classic Hollywood musicals. It, so, uh, I haven't had a chance to see it, if, but if I hear But, no, you would enjoy it, yeah. I think, yeah. Mason. I hear it, it's amazing. Yeah. If you're from Los Angeles, you will enjoy it a lot because it's mm-hmm. a throwback Literally, to old Hollywood. Yeah, and oh, every okay. single place is in L.A. Yeah. So, for people yeah. who live in right. L.A., you'll be like, oh, I know that place. And that there place, was that absolutely place. no set on that movie that we couldn't say... That's, that's where that that's is. Where that's from. <laughs> no, seriously, but, and that's um, pretty cool. It tried way too hard to be singing in the end. rain. Ryan Gosling will never be Gene Kelly. I'm sorry. Well, okay, yeah. but singing in the rain is like one of the all-time greatest. <laughs> right, but I feel like they tried to emulate that and didn't Definitely, quite get especially it. in certain parts. Right. Yeah, you it's could like, totally I, tell. I assume ah. there's a segment where he sings in the rain, perhaps. Well, no, but it's Sprinklers. just kind of the theme. His, yeah, it's the theme and his style of dancing and some of the big musical numbers. It's definitely like, oh, that you're trying to be right. Gene Kelly, Ryan Gosling, mm. and you're, you're not Gene Kelly. Statement, <laughs> judgments rendered. Jesus. <laughs> well, anyway, I think you should go see all the Oscar nominated movies if you can. I would say Arrival is dope. Arrival oh, yeah. is awesome. Arrival. I, I really great. felt that Amy Adams got snubbed for at least yeah, a nomination. Yeah, not being nominated for because uh, she was actress, she right? was nominated for the Golden Globe. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. craziness. Yeah. Well, speaking of movies, speaking of movies, <laughs> this transition. There's a theme here. Well, yeah. today. What are we it's talking about a, today? It's London. been a few weeks since the film came out, so I figured this would be a great time to review it, and that is a Lego Batman movie. Yeah! The last because we just. We Right. The last episode we had was uh, interviewing the director, Chris McKay, who is a very awesome person. By Pretty the way. awesome guy. He seems like uh, one of the nicest guys ever. Yeah, he's very and, down to earth. Uh, I wasn't on the last podcast, but I listened to it. And um, I was kind of felt bad because of the struggles he said he has by right. comics. Right. right. And I'm like, okay, this movie made $70 million its opening weekend. Yeah. I hope he can buy so comics. So DC, Warner <laughs> Brothers. I'm sure they yeah. fucked him up at yeah. this point. Hey, if, if you guys are listening to this Warner Brothers in DC, please get that man on a permanent pool list. <laughs> <laughs> Rightly so. I mean, keep your, keep your fans close, man. Like he, He's got he's got. <laughs> so I figured today, since we've all seen the movie, we now, all saw it. Yes, we all saw it. Uh, I thought we could talk about it. And this, just putting it out there, will be a spoiler-filled spoiler. And I know this in some parts warning. of the in some parts of the world, it isn't out yet. Oh, unfortunately, and like in Australia, it, was... it right. has about like 
three weeks left or something until it gets until there. Until it gets there. Oh, man. And so I'm if you don't want to hear the spoilers or read the spoilers or anything like that, I would recommend maybe skipping this episode. I know I don't like anyone to skip an episode, but I don't want you to be upset. We'll just come back if in you three hear weeks. something or <laughs> right, come back and listen to I think this is episode seventy two. Uh, yes. Yeah, I believe of course. so. No, I, I think I don't so. Know. Yes. Um, so come back to this episode when you've seen the film. So and, uh, is yeah. this their last warning? When I when I finish this sentence, turn off the episode. Right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Last yes. warning. That's this it. Is it. Boom. Okay, Lego Batman. He dies at the end. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm spoiler. Kidding. I'm kidding. Spoiler, Adam. It's, it's a kid's uh, movie. It's okay. But speaking of that, since you kind of talked about him dying at the end or something. Well, this is actually good because you can point out all the Easter eggs. Yes, oh. which I am so excited about. But spe- him joking about Batman dying, it is a kid's movie. It is a Lego movie. So all Lego movies are pretty much kid's movies. However... It it kind of celebrated that dark Batman that a right. lot of the fans enjoy because I've seen comments like, "Oh, I didn't like Lego Batman because it's not my Batman. It's not Bale Christian Bale Batman from the Dark Knight trilogy, well, or it's not Ben's these Batman." Comments? Is it, is oh, it from, the Insta- from the original Lego movie? Are they talking about this? The Batman? They're no, they're talking, talking about, about this one. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> I had a conversation with uh, someone on her Instagram, and they were genuinely offended that <laughs> things like Justice League action and Teen Titans Go and Lego Batman exists. What? And uh, their what I think is an immature argument. Yeah, what is, is their argument? Is that it diminishes the um, adult versions of of Batman that are not for children, and but I think that is a crazy theory. First off, not only in in no way does it diminish what what you like, mm-hmm. but also. If you make media just for adults, eventually that brand is going to die. So yeah, you have to get new people in, right? It. Right, exactly. Sure. I mean, Super Friends effectively paved the way for yes. right. uh, at least myself as a child, and I'm sure many, many yeah, others. Yeah, and, and as much as people knock the Adam West series, even if it's not something that you enjoy as a tone, you need to respect it because that's what made all of this possible. Sure. I mean, it certainly put put Batman in the mainstream. I mean, right. Yeah. And and taking from the interview with Chris in the last episode, he even said, which I clearly saw in the film, that he wanted to put all of almost seventy eight years everything. into this movie and represent everything, which I think he beautifully I think, did. I think he pulled it off in some yeah. way. Every type of Batman, whether it's the campy right. or the Nolan verse, like right. was represented. Or the animated series. Right. And or the comics. And I mean, you saw everything from Miller's Dark Knight Returns to even a clip of the serials in the 40s. Like, they showed a thing. Oh, I, mean, I don't remember that. No, they showed everything. They showed Super Friends Batman. I remember that. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they showed they showed everything. And the great part was when Alfred was talking uh, to Bruce when he was looking at... First of all, he was looking at his, his pictures on the wall. Right. And he saw a picture of him with his parents, Thomas and Martha Wayne. But I liked in the back there was a little sign that said crime alley very very small in the back even though 
it didn't happen yet. <laughs> yeah, right, and right. at that point, it was still Park Row. But it's still like, you know, like, it's this is what happen. it is. Like, the Monarch was the theater <laughs> at Cry Valley. Like, you knew what this frame was. And while maybe little kids have no idea what any of that means, right, right. you can still tell, like, oh, those are his parents and they're not with him anymore. Right, and right. I think that is the representation where it can be for both kids and older fans like ourselves. No, I totally agree. I think, you know, on the surface level, it was it, it had a very light and fun story mm-hmm. with, with meaning and lessons right, uh, for exactly. children. Exactly. And then also, you know, as a, as an as an older fan who's looking for easter eggs there as many as you could want so as many. Uh, you just go it's a rabbit hole you could go as deep yes. as you wanted like Definitely. every frame you could pause and be like oh right man. i think if uh some of the uh so-called fanboys could get over their egos and just watch the movie for what it is. Sure. They'll really enjoy pointing out all of the uh, references to not only past media, but yep. source material, too. Definitely. For example, uh, Mason, you didn't know that Condiment King. It was a legitimate real I villain. Mean, which London, I am going to go on a full spiel about the villains. You want to do that now? Let's talk about the villains. Oh, my because gosh. Because some <laughs> of these, I was like, I, I thought, I couldn't believe they all existed. Existed. Some of them I knew existed because we had talked about right. them. I wrote, but them, others I was like, I wrote what? them like, in my notes. You told off me about the top of my head, like London. So. Yeah, London had told me about Quilt Man and Calendar Man. Like both of those, I knew. yeah, Crazy Quilt, right? And and, and but Calendar Condiment. Man. I was just like, yeah, it's no. this dude running around with ketchup and mustard, like squirting people. I was like, what? Yes, legitimate. Uh, golden age villain, right? Or silver mm-hmm. age Let's villain. Let's hear it. Yeah. London. No, okay. Well, okay. Shed some light. I mean, we can start with the villains that everyone knows. Sure. Of course, Joker was the main one. And before we get into all Who's of the Zach other Galifianakis, ones. Who's that Galifianakis? I thought yes. did a yes. good job. Yes. Yeah. Which I liked the fact that they highlighted his and Batman's relationship. Yeah. yeah. In a fun way. Because Joker's way. like, I'm not your greatest enemy, but I hate you. And it was kind of like, and in the comics and all the other media, you see that Batman Joker dynamic of how they really can't live without each yeah, they're, other. They're yin yang. They're yin and yang. Yeah. And so I thought they did that so awesomely right. in this film. Right. And to not make it so dark, but it's still fun for kids. Well, and it's the same thing. For kids, it's like, oh, like Joker and Batman, they always fight. So Batman being mean to him, saying, oh, no, you're not my greatest villain, and hurting Joker's feelings. For kids, it's like, oh, that's sad. Yeah. But then for us, we're like, oh, we know that Joker is Batman's greatest villain <laughs> right. because of A, B, and C. Right. And it's little things like that. That's awesome. I like how they had Harley Quinn. Uh, yeah. And she, Jenny Slate voiced yeah, her. Yeah, Jenny Slate came which by. And... I was kind of like bummed that there was no pudding in there whatsoever, but she called them other things. I was a little bummed that they didn't that they didn't have Jenny Slate do her take on an Arlene Sorkin voice. Yeah, but I mean, it's cool that she did her own I, version. I get that, and I'm with that. Like, she she made it her own, and I, and I dug it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, anytime I see... Harley Quinn, and particularly animated Harley Quinn. Right. You're like, I want to hear a little bit of that somewhere. A little somewhere. bit, somewhere. No, L- Like a line, you know, or something. Something, Something. Right. But, but, yeah. but other, you know, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Great job. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, when I hear Harley, I need a little tinge of that Brooklyn Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I had that, and I liked Catwoman because... And I, it, and it I was like, fun because anytime she talked, it was like, got the pass, go meow, meow. Yeah, meow, meow. <laughs> a couple things. One, I was trying to think, like, what did that remind me of so much? Because it, it really spoke to me, and I was like, 
it reminded me of um mr rogers the the kitty princess oh that's yeah. that's how she would speak <laughs> right and i was like oh because it spoke to me on a deep level but yes i loved catwoman character i thought that she was, was fun. probably the only one that i was like i wish there was more of her yeah and, and i like how her outfit was purple because right. that called to like the 70s catwoman that called to even jim balance mm-hmm. like catwoman in the 90s just that color yeah that they used for the suit because they could have went with black you know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> like just her no, normal. I, but I like that. I, I like how it. they had the goggles because that's kind of modern as well. Right. So even the little stuff, I know it's Lego, but you still have to look at how they look as the Lego. No, they did a really good job. Like the joke Joker's outfit was the classic Joker, mm-hmm. the way that he was mm-hmm. designed. And even Harley, she mixed in a little bit with the, the classic design and then they threw in like the nurse outfit right. and things like that. So that's fine. And then the more modern one too, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So it's like so that that's fine. So I that, I will bet that the Catwoman's gonna come back in the sequel. Mm-hmm. Because I think I I mean so spoiler it's been approved for a sequel already. Oh, like, yes, for sure. Which, London, you're going to be in it. <laughs> and it's so funny because everyone who listened to the interview, I've gotten so many messages and comments saying, you better like make sure Chris yeah. McKay makes you a yeah, reporter right. in the sequel. Chris McKay. Um, <laughs> we're going to, we're calling you out on no, your promise. We have so audio funny. evidence. Well, um, I don't know if we even know Chris McKay is going to be doing the next Lego Batman because he's got something else on his plate now. What's he doing? Oh, that's right. I mean, I guess we could do a really quick segue. He is going to be doing the live-action Nightwing movie for the DCEU. He's directing it. Oh, my God. That's dope. Yeah. And I got to briefly talk to him about that, and I'm very excited. Um, So, yeah. When did you talk to him? Like, the day they announced it, I, like, messaged him. was like, hi. Yeah. (laughs) What is happening? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, wow, and he man. is super stoked about it. He yeah. is like psyched as f. Like he yeah, is yeah. So, so I'm excited for it because if he's excited, then, then you know it's gonna be yeah. So dope. and of course everyone's like, who's gonna play Nightwing and right. what's gonna happen right. and everything. So he's gonna be Barbara doing Barbara Gordon. Now, I don't Fire. know. <laughs> what's up? Hey, I you never hoping. know. I am hoping. You know? I know. Well, here, here's a question though, like. Real quick segue. <laughs> where, segue after segue. <laughs> where is where is Nightwing romantically right now? Like, is he with Barbara Gordon? Is he alone? Is he with um, Starfire? Well, in the last Starfire comment, which Teen was Titans? well, right right now in comics, right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in Nightwing fifteen, because issue sixteen came out. Yeah, him and Barbara, who's Batgirl mm-hmm. now, they kind of flirted a little bit, but oh. nothing is official oh, he's not really but I, I thought he was like seriously dating one of them well N- not in uh not rebirth, rebirth but because okay. you know they went from okay. new 52 okay. to rebirth okay. so you kind of saw that spark between them and i think it's issue 15 if you want to mm. pick that up that run is actually very fun um okay. but yeah so but other than that it's okay but we have no <laughs> idea where they're gonna draw inspiration from because you know B versus S did not draw inspiration from anything modern for the right. most part. Right. Well, they want to draw so, inspiration from. I mean, if we're going to do this Nightwing, or... I just need the '80s disco like <laughs> flipped oh collar. At least not <laughs> him wearing it, but as like an Easter egg. Like, like a possible you know how outfit. When in Suicide Squad, Harley, yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. 
a very short five seconds. I would love to see that. But in I the seventies, you know, like very disco-y, like when he first appears and you know, sure, yeah, when he first appears in like uh, Tales of the Titans forty four, and he's like, hey, I'm Nightwing, and it's all like ridiculous with the pop collar. And nice, the, ah. that's what you want. Oh my gosh, I would be so happy. Anyway, I'd be happy so yes. Yeah, so I don't up, know when the night at least film. made out with Starfire, <laughs> and she might be, and she totally can she be. She better be. Chris McKay. That's my <laughs> that's my two cents. All right. So um, we don't know yes. when that film's gonna come out. Can I or sit in like on that? the casting session? <laughs> <laughs> so that's exciting. So yes, I know for sure they're gonna do a sequel. I just don't know when that's gonna come out. I don't know when Nightwing's gonna come out. Right. Don't right, right. know. But uh, okay. anyway, back to our villains. Yes. As we were talking please. about, there. I mean, there was Man Bat, and there was Clayface, and there was Scarecrow, and there was all so and many. Bane. I, I wrote the it off the top Bane. of my head. Wait, yes, <gasps> Bane, which is great because although he he kind of looked like the Nightfall Kelly Jones, he still had kind of like that uh, jacket from The Dark Knight Rises and Tom Hardy's voice, and I thought that was the best thing because I, I absolutely love that. We were big Gotham's record. I know it's just so <laughs> funny because it was, it was even though really he had funny. that like mascot, it was just it was great. Um, but yes, there was Riddler and Two Face and uh, lots of people, Penguin, Mister Freeze, Killer Croc. All of them. But then they had like a lot of really obscure ones, which they had really obscure. very obscure, which I like when I first saw it, I, I screamed. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, look at all of these. Like they had the calculator, which is awesome. And literally his suit, like like around his stomach area, it has a calculator on it. They had a polka dot man, which if you don't know. I don't if know. If he could take off the dots off of his costume and make them into weapons. Weapons to fight with. Yes. Like a throwing star? Yeah. Okay. Like if he wanted to have a ninja star or uh-huh. no throwing star, or whatever, he could take off the dot and it'll turn into that. Oh. And that's it, his can it can it turn into something more complex, like a gun or like yeah. a car? Yeah, could it, it could be something anything. Could, anything. Wow. So that's fun. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty, right? I don't know how you'd beat that. Because, <laughs> like, Batman's going to throw whatever at him, and he's right. just going to throw whatever and they negates had, that. And they had Condiment King, like you said, and that, of course ketchup what, and mustard is what, his. What was his deal? <laughs> like, what did he do? He just ran around. You know what's funny? He was seen more in the animated series. There's an episode. What? There's an episode surrounded by <laughs> Condiment King, and I'm pretty sure it's called, like, the Condiment King or something. Of the animated, in the uh, 1990s? In the, yeah. I, BTAS. I so never, look for that I never episode. That. No, he's in like what episode? You gotta look for it. I will. You should. And he like runs around and squirts people. I mean, what was his mo? He just like like he goes to rob a bank and squirts ketchup and mustard. That's in the his weapon. Eye. Even though he was, it was very like you can't take him seriously. But that right. was his weapon. Okay. Hey. All right. Hey, hey. And I like how they had Clock King. But you know how in the I did not see Clock King. Clock King he's was in my there. Fave. I, I know. But I the was. thing is, he looks like the very golden silver age Clock King where his face is made out of a clock. Oh, okay. That one, not the animated series where he has pocket watches and all that, and it was more sophisticated. It right. was the the old school. Oh, uh, and okay. they had um, the Eraser, who was a, a, a Silver Age villain, and 
his thing was he did really bad in school and so he decided his weapon of choice would be a pencil and an eraser because he was bad so he's like well I'm gonna show you you're not gonna give me an F and like erase what people was, how, how did he use the eraser for evil was he erasing people's yeah. eyebrows yeah he could erase people and things and that oh, was his weapon oh he had like weapon. a magic eraser yeah so, but, oh. but apparently he wasn't a scholar mm-hmm. and so he decided to use that as his weapon this is crazy <laughs> How did, how did Batman defeat him? Do you know? I think in one of them he had a suit where they couldn't be He couldn't it, be erased. And so he just socked him. And it was there you go. So, of course, because in, in in that era, Batman had a thing, a cure for everything. I think that's why I really enjoyed the Batman 66 show because it was very reminiscent of the comic at the time. Like, he had an answer for everything, yeah. especially in his utility belt. And I liked how they referenced the uh, shark the shark. Oh, repellent. I know the shark repellent, and it's and, and then when Robin discovers it in the Batcave, and Batman's like, "Oh, sure, you can have it. It doesn't do anything." And then when they're fighting <laughs> and have to take him back to the Phantom Zone, right. he they actually use it. He was like, "Oh, it yeah. actually works." Yeah, it's it's like, good times. That is awesome. They even had for a very split second a, a Red Hood. Uh, Lego villain. Oh, did they? And the, like the Joker Red Hood, not Jason Todd Red Hood. Oh, Let's okay. Not. Okay, I got con- Jason yeah. Todd is not. <laughs> I don't think he's mentioned. He's not mentioned or, oh. or Easter egg in this universe. Um, I really enjoyed Calendar Man, especially since he was the old school Calendar Man that had literally like <laughs> calendar pages Fall, on him. Yeah, on him, yeah, which is fantastic. And they even had more modern villains like Tarantula, who is a woman that has like tarantula Ooh, I, oh, arms dude, and stuff like that. Getting, I know. I'm scary, getting creeped right? out right like, now. No. I, don't, I don't even know her. Like, you don't want you know what that. I just realized? Hmm. No, Talia. No, Talia. Chris McKay. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> sequel. It's got to be, well, it's gotta be it, part it, of the if sequel. If you have a Talia, you have to have a Roz. Uh, and Raish. Yes. Both that yes. person and wasn't in there yeah so, so he didn't have all the villains well he didn't what have the all the villains but he had enough i mean i mean they had a. I don't know i, I mean, really it's liked... not like race is a little minor <laughs> villain like nobody knows about uh they had it's gotta be for the sequel maybe you wanna know it's i predict be. catwoman talia love triangle <laughs> in the sequel yeah because now that batman has found his emotional side Right, which that was a major theme, which we're going to talk about. But yeah, I like yeah. how they had Mutant Leader as a Lego, which is from The Dark Knight <laughs> right, Returns. Right, so right, it's like, yeah. that's pretty random. Kids yeah. don't know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like if you're you're kind of torn whether or not you should like it, there are so many references just in the villains alone that call to so many yeah, issues. I, so many I, would, I would say that in, in this film, there's literally something... For everybody. Yes, I'm not going to say definitely. that you'll like everything, but there's you'll find something to like. One of the things I was incredibly impressed with was the writing was so yes. dope. It was just really good. Mm-hmm. A lot of good, a lot of work went into it. It was it was tight. It was concise. A lot of a lot of jokes, jokes mm-hmm. every minute, every second, you know, and funny. Right. Good times. Yes. Well written. And, and dealt with some really interesting themes. No, they did. I I, I completely agree. Um, but also they had uh, they had a lot of nods to the Batman Six Six show, which they had uh, King Tut, which I love as a villain, and they also had Egghead, and he literally threw eggs, yeah, that and that was, was awesome. Yeah. Um, Made famous by Vincent Price. Yes, indeed. Um, and this is for Shadow Adam. They actually had um, the villain Orca. Which, Orca, yeah, the whale? yeah. Uh, 
there Shadow was Shadow Adam um, explained. No, there's a person who had a really bad accident and their uh spinal cord got replaced with a killer whale spinal cord <laughs> and they became evil and what? part orca and Batman like and then and in this arc Batman has to have like a, a, a mask on and fights are underwater what? and it's this whole thing. But Orca is a legit villain in the Batman. Are comics. they trying to say that killer whales are inherently evil? <laughs> <laughs> they are the uh, biggest predators in the ocean, actually. I mean, I'm glad, um, but they're not inherently evil. They're not inherently evil. The only time a killer whale has ever attacked someone has been in captivity. Yes. Fishermen fall Fishermen fall into pods in the wild all the time, and they've never been touched before. They've actually been saved. Right. But, hey, uh, but killer whales do not have any natural predators. They are the mm-hmm. top dog. Wow, that's intense. Good, good, apex. good, good uh, marine biology lesson. The Shadow apex Adam. predator. You're Thank welcome. you, Shadow Adam. <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime. Uh, but let's get into the themes a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Which I think were pretty deep, considering. Uh, I was surprised for, at how deep they yeah, were. Yeah, because for Batman, no matter what uh, you are familiar with him with, whether it's comics or you've seen the TV shows or you've seen other films, he always deals with the idea of either losing another family or be or having to be alone because he's scared of losing someone close to him or commitment in general whether it's on a romantic level or even through people like alfred or even other members of the batman family like robin or batgirl or anybody that that has been discussed throughout his almost 78 years that is a very common theme and i think they dealt with that very well in the film um I would say they dealt with that. They also dealt with his relationship with Alfred in a way because in the film he's like, you don't know what it's like to be a surrogate father. Right. And Alfred is like, ouch, because I have been your surrogate father ever since your parents passed away. So that's something that's discussed in the comments, especially with the Alfred character. Uh, also having uh, Dick Grayson as a son and him not having a son before. And right. while they're very playful with it, and I really like the Robin character, especially since in the interview Chris McKay was like he wanted to pretty much have the Burt Ward, Batman 66, Robin mixed with the Christian Bale, Ben Affleck type Batman. Very dark. Yeah, Yeah, it's very, and it's the balance of dark and light, which they've been trying to do since the 40s. That's why Robin was introduced. I remember you saying that's that's why why he was was brought. They were like, he's too dark. Right, so I thought dealing with those themes and then dealing with having a team together. So once Barbara Gordon wanted to help as the the commissioner and then Alfred and Robin wanted to help, uh, Batman had to kind of deal with bringing them all in together and working with them as a team, which for the longest he's like, no, I work alone, I don't need anyone else. To be fair, one of the things that I did really like about it is... Um, when he was like, cause the whole movie they they kind of spend hyping up. He's like, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Right. And like, everyone's like, he's Batman. You can't be Batman. And one of the things I really liked was when he was alone and operating alone, he was unstoppable. Like it was crazy. Mm-hmm. He would like jump into, you know, a seething mass of villains right. and defeat them all. Right. In like the very beginning when 
Joker kind of hijacks the plane and things like that, which that reference was so funny. And I know that went over kids' heads when Joker's like, oh, I'm going to take over Gotham. And the pilot's like, no, you're not. You never defeat Batman. He's like, yes, I do. He's like, well, what about the two boats? And it's like, Uh, like, kids don't know that that's referencing the Dark Knight. Like, how do you... How? They might remember. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyone twelve and under is not seeing that right. All right, or enough. even when they were like, "Well, what about uh, when you were fighting him in the parade with like the Prince music?" I mean, it's stuff like that where yeah. you're like, "Oh man, that's Tim Burton." Right. And so it's like it's fun for adults as well. I'm just saying. No, I but, agree with that. But you're right. In that first part, when Batman comes and he looks like the mayor, but then he, in disguise, but then <laughs> yeah. he takes out the disguise yeah, and it's exactly. Batman and he does fight everybody and beat up everybody, everybody. all by himself. Repeatedly. Yeah. So it's a, it's a part where you see in the comics that yes, Batman <laughs> for many people that they think of him as having this God complex right. where Batman can be anybody <laughs> right. and defeat anyone, right. um, which I love discussing just in but general. I, but I think it's a credit to the writing that they, they both showed that mm-hmm. and then they also showed that, that he is still weak because he's alone. Because he's alone. Yeah. Right. Right. Right after defeating all of those people, he goes back home and Empty. he's alone. In yeah. the, the back caves alone, there's an echo. He goes for his uh, lobster yeah. meal lobster and, and he's alone. He eats in the bat boat in the middle of the cave alone. And then he starts looking at the picture of his family and telling them, oh, I saved the day again. And it's kind of sad because you're like, you're talking to a photo of like, your dead yeah, parents. Like Batman like, has no... Like he doesn't no have love. anybody, right? right? I thought the uh, when he went to him and Robin went to the uh, Fortress of Solitude to steal <laughs> the Phantom Projector. That's pretty good. And he's like, Batman's here, brooding alone too. Uh, Superman, Superman. Uh, right. I'm sorry. And the entire Justice League, yeah. or, right. or and in some case, Super Friends are there. I mean, that could be seen as a throwaway, but what it tells me is. Um, these people have tried to work with him mm-hmm. and right. he's pushed them away he's because away. he's a jerk. Right. right. I do like that they were celebrating their 57th anniversary, which is the correct anniversary because Brave and Bold 28 came out in 1961. <laughs> so <laughs> I liked, I like little things like Very that. Good, where it's like, <laughs> so I'm like, yay. Yeah, that's but not that, for anybody else. No, that's other that's than for people, London. Right? That was, no that one was else for, saw that and went, I didn't oh my see God. It, Chris McKay is like, right. chit-chat. <laughs> On my list. <laughs> He's like London's watching. Yeah, so, London, uh, London will get it. That's good. But uh, but but I agree. I think that there's countless times where they show that Batman has shunned people away and yet he still suffers with the fact that he's alone so then when they did get the phantom projector and he was excited that robin did such a good job he had to pretend like he wasn't happy that he did it and then uh, when robin tried to call him dad or papa you know padre and things like that and then he was like oh well this also means bro or friend so you could call me that even though it's dad he's like okay and it's just it's slowly trying to get him to see that okay he does need people in his life yeah no matter how awesome he is by himself, right? In the end of the day, when you're going back to the Batcave, when you want to have dinner, when you want to watch uh, Jerry Maguire in yeah. your theater and things like that, well, it's you need the someone. thing. Yeah, it's the thing. I mean, this is something that uh, a lot of freelancers and a lot of artists deal with. Is like when your ambition, and I guess a lot of motivated people deal with, um, 
when when you have ambition like a very strong ambition uh because you focus so much on your work and your goal you don't you don't really form very many personal relationships and you end up alone a lot mm-hmm. of the time and it's so it's it it kind of raises this question which as an adult hit me really hard of you know how much how much of having a good career is worth not having a good uh relationship with other people mm-hmm. be that romantic or even platonic and I was like, wow, that's deep, man. Like, good right. job, you know? And I mean, and we can even go further with the reason that Bruce Wayne is Batman is because he lost his parents at a young age. Of course. So yeah. if he figures, oh, if I'm Batman because I don't have a family, maybe it should stay that way, mm-hmm. which is totally possible. Right. Oh, I see. So you, th- you think maybe if he has a family, he'll lose his identity. Right. I mean, Batman. and you can see mm-hmm. that in different things. Like, for example, uh, Mask of the Phantasm, that film in 93. Sure. Uh, yeah. He wasn't going to be Batman even though he right. was training as Batman yeah, yeah. because of Andrea Beaumont but then when she uh, yeah. was like I gotta give you the br- back the ring I can't he was like gotta go in the Batcave and put on this suit it's, now because there's no reason why to do it because I don't have family yeah, or I destiny, don't man. right so I figured that him and having a family is a huge part of why or ha- not having a family is a huge part of why he's Batman in the first oh part. I agree and then I also think it's very telling that he when he finishes eating or whatever he goes and watches like romantic comedies right he he watches rom-coms where and it's, it's where it's relationships right coming exactly together, and know? yet he can't do that himself right. I think one of the uh, I guess darkest and most cruelest parts in the film mm. is when uh, Batman is having trouble coming to terms with basically being a father now. Sure. And uh, Alfred tries to give him advice, and he's <laughs> like, don't talk to me. You have no idea or any yeah. inkling of what it's like to be a surrogate father right. to someone right. you don't I mean, understand. That's, right. And yeah, it's I mean, like, yeah. dang, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's dark that and was painful. Dark. And, yeah, he, yeah. And, and that, and then before they went to the Fortress of Solitude, and he literally took Robin because he was expendable. Yeah. He was like, you could die, and it's okay as long as I get what I need. <laughs> And it's <laughs> and it's in things like that, or even when Barbara Gordon's like, "You need my help. Like, if we can do this together, we can stop all the villains." Right. And he's like, "No, like no. I don't need your help. I can work alone." You're a liability, right? Exactly. <laughs> and so I thought those themes were really well. And then just seeing the dynamic between him and Robin, and kind of getting used to yeah. having a a uh, a son. Yeah, if I can I give a, a shout out to the voice acting, uh, Will Arnett, I thought did a, oh, a really, yeah. really, really good job. But it's especially Michael Sarah as Robin, mm-hmm. I didn't know it was him. <laughs> Literally, I, I, I have seen most of the things that Michael Sarah has been in. I'm mm-hmm. a fan, and you know, I was blown away by this because right. I was like, wow, he took it to a different level, and like, I didn't know it was him. Good job. Yeah, no, I think he, I think he really did do a good job, and I liked how. He was pretty much Burt Ward's Robin, right. and it was very light and colorful, and and everything. And I loved how they did the the onomatopoeias when they were fighting. I, I was so point, yeah. happy about that because yeah. we're gonna I, hit these people so hard. Sound bubbles are gonna right, exactly. <laughs> but like I said, it really hit all the different types of Batman within his history. When they first talked, when Alfred talking to Bruce was like, "You've gone through a series." of uh i don't know moods from mm-hmm. and they went backwards they went from the batman vs superman him fighting superman to the nolan right. dark knight right, right. to uh even the 
They and they even just showed the bat nipples for Batman and Robin. They right. didn't even make a Clooney Lego. Which, right, right. Uh, and then they went to the Burton, and then they uh, and then they were like, and then that weird crazy period in the sixties, and they just showed Adam West doing the Batusi. They didn't even do <laughs> like a Lego, and it's like they just showed his entire film history. So it's like if you can't appreciate the fact that this is Lego, you can't appreciate the fact that the writers and the producers and people putting it together literally paid homage to all of the Batman films prior. I would say extremely well researched Mm -hmm. and extremely well written. Definitely research went into it. Um, And then when they talked about just the other types of Batman, they even had an animated series where there was like the lightning (laughs) and then they had um, Miller's Dark Knight Returns and then they had Super Friends and then they had the 4D serial and and then... um, and and then in the end, Batman was like, and I looked amazing in all of them. You know, he's like, I have aged spectacularly. So well, you know, stuff yeah. like that because yeah. that's him. But I I thought that it hit on all of those different eras very nicely, which I wasn't expecting. I mean, I knew Chris McKay said that he wanted to try to put in as much of his history into the film as possible, but I thought that they did a wonderful job. I am, Yeah, I have to agree. I, I thought it was amazing, mm-hmm. um, the level that they were able to get to. And I, I have to say I went in with moderate expectations because right. while I enjoyed the Lego movie, um, it certainly wasn't like groundbreaking for me. Mm-hmm. But you know, this one just blew me away, man. Yeah. I was like, "Wow, you really, you really nailed it. You really brought it. Like, great job." Yeah. So I, I can understand that. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. Of course. And when we come back, uh, I'm sure I'm, I am, and I'm sure our listeners are like super curious about like even more obscure Easter eggs and like where they were. We'll be right back. Mm. All right. Let me know when you want to come back. <laughs> Oh, you ready? Yeah. We're back! Yay! Yay. Hello! Right. Hello! So we've been talking about the Lego Batman movie and all of the themes and its celebration of Batman's almost 78 years. And there are just tons and tons of Easter eggs. One of my personal favorite was when... What's the most obscure? Well, tell your favorite, but then I want to hear the most obscure. <sighs> okay, well, my favorite was actually with Joker because when him and all of the other bad guys from the Phantom Zone took over Gotham and took over Wayne Manor on Wayne Island, Island. <laughs> yeah, that and was the only thing they that was had crazy his, to me, that it was uh, an island. They had his, uh, it was like a whole carnival looking place, sure. but they had his Joker logo, and that logo's from like the 1975 like <laughs> short series that only lasted like nine issues. Oh, no way. But that was his, Joker had his own logo. That was his favorite. And that was like the logo they used, and I was like, cool. that is fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right. Um, but the most obscure i mean real quick before we get to that the island the fact that it was an island is that from anything usually it's not because it's i've never seen wayne manor be an island i mean usually it's not on an island i am not saying out of all of the comics they have never put him on an island but usually it's not usually it's part of of gotham yeah wayne manor it's like the the outskirts yeah it's like the outskirts of gotham right usually but it's never really on island but i think them using an island just shows how secluded bruce wants to be right right he's literally on an island which is so unnecessary i'm sure that's that's the point is that you know he lives (laughs) on like there's the saying no man is an island but you know the (laughs) fact that he's he's living on an island and then i have to say that also uh, even the Phantom Zone is an Easter egg because it's referencing uh, Superman 2. Right, exactly. Right. That whole and, and I like how they had Zod in there. 
briefly. briefly. You know, yeah. just talking about it. Well, you got to and- be careful because it, it can't become about Superman. Like, right, you know, right, and, right. But uh, it was interesting how uh, they had the uh, other villains from even other franchises. For example, briefly, yeah. uh, Ralph Phineas, who was uh, Alfred, yes. they got special permission from uh, J.K. Rowling. And, uh, right. for <laughs> him to, uh, uh, I read that uh, Chris McKay and the producers had to get specific permission oh, from sure. J.K. Rowling. I'm sure. Because even though it's a Warner Brothers property, she has she last, has, last yeah, say she over has what happens over to everything. her characters. Right, for sure. So, But she was like, oh, it's Ralph Phineas? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good times. Um, my favorite thing about the movie, uh, kind of touching on uh, the diversity thing, uh, Batgirl was played by Rosario Dawson. Right, and, sure. And uh, mm-hmm. she is a, a melting pot. She is uh, Afro-Cuban. Uh, she's Puerto Rican. She's uh, Irish and Native American. And she's also gorgeous. And she's <laughs> drop-dead gorgeous. She is. Yeah. She is that, that goes without saying, but... Barbara Gordon in uh, the Batman Lego movie, her skin complexion seemed to reflect that of oh, Rosario. Oh, it was. It, yeah, was. Right. it, had a it wasn't more. as yellow. No. Right. It w- or even like the flesh tone right, like right. That they, yeah. of Bruce. Like if you compared Bruce and her, like right, right. which I thought that was very cool. I personally did like her Barbara Gordon. I thought that was awesome. I liked it. I didn't like that they set it up as a love interest because- I mean, he, yeah, he well, liked coming her, on, coming but on they the didn't heels really of, end up together. Right, but I'm anything. just saying, coming on the heels of the Killing Joke fiasco, right, and it was just kind of like, what are you saying, Chris right. McKay? And like, what's funny is I remember on the Instagram page I put up one of the trailers, and it was showing that Babin was like, ooh, Barbara, right, yeah. and people got so mad. Right? They were like, why are you doing this, yeah. DC? They yeah. shouldn't be together. Right, and I'm yeah. like, ah. I mean, I don't know. And they didn't end up together. He just, wow. they didn't. I mean, they are not a you couple. Know. You don't know like, what's going on right now. No, together. I feel like she came across as uh, this strong woman. Um, she didn't, she was commissioner at f- first of all, so she wasn't, you yeah. know, a teeny bopper bad right. girl like who they we're didn't normally have, seeing. Yeah, what happened to Commissioner Gordon? Uh, she seemed to be, yeah, you know, like, if not the I'm same. I'm tired, I'm out. <laughs> but they like, didn't say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But she didn't seem to be about the same age. She seemed to be about the same age as him. Right, sure. And it seemed like in the end she took that strong woman approach as, I didn't need you when you were Batman. Yeah. I don't need you when you're Bruce Wayne either. Yeah. Right, but they right. are sitting in the movie theater watching movies together. Together. Right, just, but they all are though. Uh, like yeah, as a, they're and they're considered a, a family. family. Sure, you could argue. Which is why family. I think sure. that it's like family. that's that's what they were going for is that he has embraced his new family and that he'll be able to work with them. Um, one of the I don't know if it's obscure if anyone picked it up, but after they all come together and they're they're fighting the villains, uh, Alfred changes because at first he was remember he was Adam West Batman. Yes, which when I they was got funny. out of Arkham, yeah. but he changed and he was actually dressed as Cato, like Bruce Lee. <laughs> right, like right. I don't know if anyone noticed that, but it's I like, missed it. But now that you and, say you know, it, yeah. everyone always wonders like who would win in a fight, Bat- like Bruce Wayne or Bruce Lee and things right. like that. But I thought that was fun. Um, but I'm trying to think of what is so obscure that I mean, Condiment Man is really obscure. <laughs> Was there anything more than Condiment Man? I mean, there are so many different villains. Hold on, I wrote them. I wrote them down, just thinking like, who are all the villains? And I wrote them down in my notes. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I missed anybody that I didn't. Um, 
say da, 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 they had um i don't know if i mentioned mr freeze oh gentleman ghost i love that oh my goodness <laughs> let me be clear about this what <laughs> <laughs> they had gentleman ghost who is like a victorian era ghost and he w- but he appeared in so many issues and he even appeared Why? In- because that's so fun like a ghost he's fighting a ghost that's great oh he's a villain Yes. Oh, I didn't know if he like was a ghostly companion. That no, like, no, no. Advice. He was no, no. He was. Well, he, he's called gentleman. I don't know. I know because I guess because of his Victorian background, well, how he was can very he, proper. But how so. can he do anything? He's a goat. He can't pick up money. He can't <laughs> hold it. Like I think he more scared people than anything. That was it. His whole thing was like, <laughs> I'm going to scare these hey, people. Hey, this is like the the sixties. Okay, the <laughs> okay. early early sixties. Right, please maybe tell me about 50. gentleman ghosts and the obscurity. <laughs> well, I well, he was just yeah. That's I mean, it. Okay. Well, I think that was just random. I no, think, I agree with you. You completely, don't see like, him at all. I th- I'm trying. I'm to astonished think, that you know him. I'm trying to think of a a more modern. Well, wait, place how did that Batman get rid of him? In. Did he call Ghostbusters? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what did he do? Um, Batman's not afraid of no ghost. Yeah, but I mean, pretty, what did he just show up and he was like, "You gentlemen, ghosts." I'm pretty sure they trapped him in some type of castle, not necessarily Ghostbuster style, okay. but something okay. interesting. So like, okay. right. uh, they had Kite Man, right? Kite Man, what? Which you what? could figure What's what he his do? weapons just fly, is. He, fly, he flies he kites fights and with commits crimes. Kites, you know it. You know this. Oh, did they have of- Riddler? Yeah, yes, yeah, they did. Riddler was yes. in there. Riddler One of my there. favorite uh, references—it's not really a reference; it was pretty blatant—is that um, well, first off, Batman had a computer, and that computer was Siri, and they mm, even had right. the uh, the tie-in with Apple, where if you talk to Siri and call her Pewter, she'll respond as if you were Batman. Right. But uh, the password, and I enjoy this because I'm an MCU fan. I don't hide that. Oh yeah. Was uh, Batman saying that? Iron Man sucks is right. the password. Somehow to alluding that the Lego multiverse is so big that he, maybe he's met Tony Stark before. I see. Right. Well, they do have games, uh, right. Mar- Marvel Lego games. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm sure it's possible. Right. I, yeah, I yeah, am yeah. actually um, very surprised there hasn't been a Lego Star Wars movie yet because that is what started oh, off I'm sure it's coming. the Lego, f- the, the, the so reemergence of the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the Lego Now that franchise. you mention it, I'm sure, I'm sure what's been holding it back is the... The deals between studios being right, like, right. how much do we get? Right. How much do we get to keep? I, I think if Lucas films, it's still been with Fox and George Lucas, it would have happened already. But Probably. you know how protective Disney is. Oh, Disney's so. yeah. So they're literally like, add another zero to that, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll talk. Right. You right. know. <laughs> um, another thing that I really liked was when Robin was looking for a suit to wear both times. The first time when he was trying to figure out what to look like as Robin. Mm -hmm. And then the second time when he knew Batman needed help, uh, but he was trapped in the Phantom Zone. Sure. Um, And I don't know if it was the first time or the second time, but they showed off to the side a Batman Beyond suit. Uh, Right. And I I was like, that "That is awesome. And then I just like the fact that the Nightwing suit, the the suit was literally called Nightwing. Yeah, right. And it was very kind of all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, so great. I really enjoyed that. I liked I liked that. And I like how they had they even had a an Alfred suit, but it was Alfred there, but it was called um Kick Butler. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's a good one. And it's little things like that. Like that's very fun. Yeah, I mean there's <laughs> tons and tons of stuff 
it was pretty it was pretty amazing i mm-hmm. i i i overall enjoyed it i would give it uh i'm gonna give it a nine out of ten because there was mm-hmm. no talia there was no <laughs> you know but otherwise you know Nine yeah. nine batarangs. I mean, I I would probably I, I think I'm gonna give the full ten out of ten. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is I, this your favorite Batman movie? You know, of in, all in time? most recent, yes. Uh, wow. I mean way to go. I'm sorry. I, I even yeah, I though I mean they are addressing your history aspect. Yes, right. it is it is literally the historical aspect that got me. It is all yeah. of the little Easter eggs and nods to so much Batman sure. over the years. That is the reason why I Are think you sure it it's not wonderful. just because you're promised a part no, in the sequel? I would have enjoyed it <laughs> Calling this bribery. much. Calling <laughs> I, I would have you. enjoyed it this much even if not. Yeah. I um I liked the the dig they took at Suicide Squad, which I uh, pains me to say is an Oscar award winning movie. Congratulations to them! Yeah, you know the makeup and the costumes <laughs> were pretty dope. The makeup and the costumes were good, but I think when you compare it to other films that were up, like Star Trek Beyond, um, seems like Suicide Squad. And him being Squad, a Trekkie is right, not any bias. Uh, right, Suicide right, Squad, yeah. other than Killer Croc, <laughs> looks like they told the cast not to shower for a week and then. Sp- your makeup across but, their but faces. But wait a minute. Well, I, 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 I certainly understand where you're coming from, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second because Star Trek movie came out and like it made an impact, but Suicide Squad came out and I, I, obviously as the host of Anime Attic, I am, I am followed and follow many of the cosplayers in the cosplaying community that swept like wildfire all the costumes from suicide squad well were, sure that's true. because go to any con right <laughs> that's because the costume design for star trek beyond was so intricate it can't be replicated i i disagree no i don't think you've <laughs> seen some of the some of the more especially with the aliens you look at balazar that I mean, type it looked of makeup cool, but it just looked I mean, it looked cool but it was just prosthetics no nah, I, okay. I feel it was totally snub suicide squad did not deserve snub. that okay if if star trek had gotten a nomination would you it did get a oh, nomination it, no, it was it within the won. same category it was only three of them what was the third uh, one um Do you i remember? don't recall the third one but that one even deserved yeah, it over so your suicide they right. actually was going right. up against it that's why Inter- people no, were noted. like what noted noted so but, but maybe just margot robbie's hotness wins again <laughs> Oh uh, that's fair, but you know, we'll, we'll put her in best actress category, sure, and let her lose to everyone who deserves it more. Dang, this okay, is that, getting rough. But this is where I'm talking about, like you know, she wore <laughs> she wore the costume and the makeup best. Uh, I mean, it influenced so many things. M- maybe I'm biased because I thought the movie. Not only do I like Star Trek, but I thought Suicide Squad was pretty terrible, which is why I enjoy. Which is why I can agree with you about that. But I, but I will say that the costumes were pretty on point. I mean, we went to the exhibit and saw the costumes, and like the right. amount of detail that went into yes. those. I mean, mm-hmm. it was crazy. I don't know. Well, it wasn't for me. Regardless of whether you think they should have won or not, if Warner Brothers does not use in their promotion Academy Award winning <laughs> Suicide Squad in whatever future films they do, sure. that is a loss because you could say that now and it's true. But um, the, <laughs> the only reason I brought it up was because they did make fun of it in Lego yes, Batman. They did. Right, right. Because Batman went, 
a team of villains. That's the stupidest idea ever. That was, that a was team really of villains funny. fighting other villains. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good. It was a good dig. Um, but I I do give uh, ten out of ten batterings because wow. not just because of the historical stuff, but also it's good for both kids and adults to appreciate. It made. And me I laugh. think that is major. Yeah. Like I Batman vs Superman. I I enjoyed. I know a lot of people didn't, but I did. However, I didn't think it was for kids. Fair enough. Whereas this movie, you get a little bit of everything, and both the kids and right. the parents or the fans like us can go see it and enjoy it and appreciate it. I mean, like yeah. you were saying, Mason, uh, Batman for versus Superman, you even took a friend to see it. Right. And unless you had first seen Man of Steel and then also have been familiar with uh, three or four of the comic arcs, they mm-hmm. rep- they uh, sure. The, it it didn't make any sense to a lot of people. My dad yeah, and my little right, my dad and my little brother saw it, and they were like, "There was great action scenes, but we have no idea what this, this, and this right. meant." Right, right. Yeah, same with my parents when they saw it. They sure. asked me so many questions afterwards, like, "What was this? What Ex- was this? Explain what was everything." Yeah. yeah, which is always um, a hallmark of a of a bad movie. If if anyone ever comes out and is like, "What was what was this?" Then you haven't done your job. Right. Right. It's really unfortunate. Well, if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend. Well, wait a minute, Adam. So, how many how many batteries? Oh yes. What do you? uh, How many batteries out of ten do you give it? Well, I really enjoyed it. I I do think it's the other than possibly the Dark Knight and the uh, the Dark Knight Rises. It's uh, the best Batman movie in the last twenty years for Mm -hmm. me. Um, it. It's um these monies make movie because they appeal to wide audiences for sure. And so right, um right. I know that uh, the DCEU is taking a a different approach than the Marvel Cinematic Universe's lighter tone, but uh, perhaps with the success of this movie and them promoting Chris McKay to do a live action movie, perhaps it was Which... the tone and wide appeal of this movie yeah, yeah, that yeah. Uh, drew them up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was joking with uh, London that I'm sure some Warner Brothers CEO woke up on Sunday morning and went $70 million for a Lego movie? <laughs> Let's get this guy working on some of our other projects. Right, right, for sure. Yeah. Which is totally possible, but I do want to say congratulations to Chris McKay for congratulations, the, success, the success of this movie and working on the Nightwing film, which I am so excited. Right. I, Many fans um, have been waiting yeah, for this. I do, waiting. I do worry that a stop-motion person is coming to live action because the, right. the realms are different, but I have, but, I have faith. He yeah. has he has shown himself to you know at least know the material right right exactly and I think that's why they put him on the project because clearly yeah. he knows the for material, sure for sure for right? sure and if he needs a consultant on this film I can only imagine technical call. technical consultant exactly if if, if <laughs> are you are you as equal one. are you as versed in Nightwing as you are in Batman oh yeah Whoa. Whoa. I love Nightwing Whoa. oh no Nightwing no, Nightwing uh, besides Alfred is I guess Babs. I guess those are the three. Well, that are, but, look, they're in the Batman family. She knows it. Doesn't matter right, if they're I number mean, one or number ten. No, no, no wait a minute. Because like Huntress, Huntress is in Batman family. You're not like fanatical about Huntress. No, but I know enough where if they for some reason want to do a focus on her, I could like say oh, yeah, these are sure. the arcs you should read oh, okay. because they're pretty good. Right, yeah. But I do really enjoy Nightwing okay. a lot because uh, Dick Grayson is my favorite Robin, but I also like him as Nightwing as well. well one so. one day we're gonna do a little. Dick Grayson breakdown, and we're gonna have it out. Every, oh, every, yeah. Everyone loves the dick. Yeah, you, we're, gotta I'm, have the dick. <laughs> you know, you know where I stand. 
and we're we're gonna discuss it. I I am with you, Mason. I I have no idea what the appeal of Babs over Starfire is. This is Starfire what? is based. She is. I'm gonna give a little shout out meant- at MS Wonder mm-hmm. coming to you. <laughs> Coming for Starfire you. We will is, do an episode discussing this. Starfire is unique. She's royalty. Babs is great. Babs but, is cool. But you're never going to find anyone like Starfire. I agree. What? I agree. No. I mean, Babs, you know what's up. Babs if, and Dick are if I was in, If I yeah. existed in the DC universe, Starfire is the first person I'm going to. I agree. <sighs> You know? Well, maybe they'll put her in the Nightwing film. Yeah. Because I now that we uh, we have aliens and all this stuff, yeah. there's no reason why they can't. And then they're going to give her her own spinoff. <laughs> yes. All my thing is, my whole thing is, if they have Starfire and then there's also Cyborg and his user, are we seeing Teen Titans anywhere? I would oh, of hope course. so. It's coming. It has right? to be. It has, has to. to. Oh, if we're going to put all of these I, people uh, in here, listen, the minute, you got to see Teen Titans. Yeah, the minute they've, they put... Uh, Cyborg and the Justice League, and now that they're announcing Nightwing, you those, know Teen those Titans characters is coming. exist. They have yeah, got to um, come together. I am curious to see if a uh, which of course uh, means Starfire. <sighs> right, uh, that's I, what I'm I, saying. I'm curious to see if there will be a live action Beast Boy because there has, for right now, only ever been one Beast Boy, <laughs> that's Greg and that's Greg Sipes. Sipes. <laughs> And he is he is my favorite voice actor in Teen Titans Go because the other voice actors they're playing a character. Sure. Greg Sipes is just being Greg Sipes. Oh, is that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's totally. just how he is. Even on the Voices of DC channel that we did at LA Comic Con, right. he like, was the most he animated. barely had to change his attitude, his voice to be Beast Boy. Right. Right. It was very Beast natural. Beast Boy was not a a hippie, um, <laughs> you know. Vegan. They modeled that after, after Greg, Greg Sipes. Yeah. yeah, which that makes it even better. Sure. Well, okay. Those are our thoughts on what could happen yeah, in the so, DCU. You know, and and go check out the check movie. Check out the Lego Batman movie, which is of course still in theaters. I think fully endorsed by everyone here. Yes, we all enjoyed it very well. Uh, if you're two or if you're eighty, go see the movie. Yes, yeah. it'll, it'll yeah. appeal to everybody. Right. Which is uh, which is a great film. I think if you can appeal to the young and old, that is that is the mark of greatness. I would totally. agree. Totally. Well, if uh, you want to listen to my interview with Chris McKay, it's in the previous episode, episode seventy-one. And if you want to follow on all the other social media to keep updated with everything Batman, you can follow on Instagram at uh, Instagram.com/slash History of the Batman on Twitter at Hist of the Batman on Tumblr and Facebook at History of the Batman and subscribe to the YouTube channel which is History of the Batman. Check out my first DC verified fan video all about Barbara Gordon who is awesome and who is meant for Dick Grayson. I'm not saying she's not ah. awesome. I will say that maybe she's not meant for Dick Grayson. Ah. Oh, look, have you ever heard of uh, you know, date Mary Kill or whatever? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. date Babs, sure, but Mary Starfire. Ah. Who are we killing? Who's another woman that wanted uh, Dick? Raven, maybe. Oh, Raven's cool though. Oh, I like, but hey, we got it. We got it. Who's, who's another girl that wanted Dick? Uh, all the girls. All want the dick. girls want Dick. Um. <laughs> hey, 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 that's gonna be a famous soundbite. We don't. We don't have to uh, clear that out because we're talking about Dick Grayson. Right. Um, 
Okay, well, in the comics, briefly, uh, Huntress and uh, Nightwing hooked up as like but one I love night Huntress. Stand. Oh my gosh, you can't do that. Well, but, you have to kill someone. <laughs> but you gotta I'm gonna, kill someone. I'm, I'm gonna kill Raven because she can come back. <laughs> like that. <laughs> easily. Done. And in the Teen Titans uh, comics, she was like possessed and was trying to get out. And she was the one that ruined Starfire and well, uh, that Nightwing's was, wedding. Uh, that's based on the comic. Well, yeah, yeah. So I guess we could throw in Raven as yeah. a person since she was all weird yeah. and tried to get with All right, uh, Possessed Grayson. Raven. All right, yes, so, Possessed so Raven. Date, there. date Babs, marry Starfire, kill, kill pos- possessed, possessed Raven. Raven. There you go. There you go. Boom. We did it. It's self-defense. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's a good time. Um, uh, and also, yeah. if uh, London, you have- All the other details. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to- uh, Oh, yeah. So watch the DC Verify fan video. It's on the DC Fans YouTube channel. Uh, and if you look on any of the DC Comics uh, social media, you'll see it's right there. And also, if you have any questions or episode ideas, which I've got, gotten many episode ideas over the last few weeks from people, so I definitely will be taking that into consideration and probably doing some, you can always email me at historythebatman at gmail.com. And just a side note, if you do follow Instagram and you know I do my Nerdy Tats Friday, which right. I show a group of tattoos from you guys Please email me your tattoos because I learned the hard way that if you DM me your tattoos, I can't take those pictures because according to Instagram's term of service, you can't screenshot a private message and mm. post it or it'll be taken down. Right. So I but had they could to, post it on their feed and you could. T- and- right. If it is on your page, tag me in your page and I can do that. Or easy is just to email me with your Instagram name. Right. If you want to be featured in the following Fridays. And also, I really want to start doing the same, but with cosplay. There have been many people who have tagged me in their awesome cosplay, cosplayers that I follow. And I want to start showcasing that as well. I will shout out again at MS Wonder. Wonder. Okay. Well, if she has an amazing Raven cosplay. Okay. Well, if she wants to show a Raven cosplay, tell her to email me all the pictures or photo tag me in her pictures of Shell on Instagram at historybatmangmail.com. And I will be starting that showcase soon. I want to show more of your guys' fans. That's awesome. In fact, London, you're kind of cosplaying Starfire right oh now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants to if see. If you haven't seen my hair. <laughs> if you haven't seen the DC Verified video, you will London, see that my hair is very, very red. Successfully right now. so. It looks yes. amazing. I pretty much changed it, not just for my birthday to uh, for myself, but also for the video since I was channeling. I was trying to channel Babs. It was good times. <laughs> But you so, end up channeling Starfire. But, <laughs> That's so, okay. I'm a yes. fan. I'm a fan either way. Oh well, thank you, and thank you to everyone who listens each week. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you, fans. And so we will be having more regular episodes. Hopefully, yes. not huge three good. week. Gaps. And if you uh, if you need some some stuff to fill your your gaps, come on down to Meltdown Comics, seventy five twenty two Sunset Boulevard. We have. All the comics and the toys and the shows all and the, of all of it that you could all possibly want. Come check, check us out. out. And London. Peace, love, and Batman. <laughs> <laughs>